0: I'm Jerry Durham, and I'm Andrew Rothschild, and we are the Healthcare Disruption Podcast, bringing you information, ideas, and thoughts from the outer edges of healthcare, and sometimes even from outside of healthcare, where the true changes will occur. What we believe is the singular focus on the patient will bring about the only true change in healthcare. Thank you for coming and enjoy today's show. Welcome back to Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I'm Jerry Durham. Uh, Without Andrew Rothschild today, sometimes it's hard to coordinate our three hours uh, time difference. So, uh, flying solo today, and today I'm uh, very happy to have uh, Curtis Tate, physical therapist from Canada, on the show. How are you doing today, Curtis? Yeah, I'm great, Jerry. Thanks for having me. This is a pleasure. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I think we'll jump right into it, people. Um, again, Curtis is a physio, and as we are all physios, and probably should stick to that term. In Canada, um, of which I had to find on the map after I met him. I wasn't quite sure where Canada. <laughs> um, being a California, first off, being a U.S. citizen, your world geography is poor. Then you throw in the fact that I'm from California. Then my geography awareness goes infinitely down. So,
1: Well, you know what? I, I, I grew up way up north close to Alaska, so it's not just a U.S. thing. I think people are generally, in North America, oh, unaware of things north of them. Because everybody Ah. wants to go south where it's warm. (laughs) That's right, because we all try to head head
0: south. That's right. So um, it's interesting, I want to bring everybody up to speed. I hope everybody's sitting down, because I'm going to tell everybody how I met Curtis, and it's going to surprise you all. I met Curtis on Twitter. And I met Curtis on Twitter, I think, about a year and a half ago, maybe. That sounds about right, yeah. And Curtis had posted a um, post about a talk he had given and it all had to do with expectations and communication with the patient. So needless to say, I jumped on that faster than God knows what and reached out to Curtis and he sent me his, uh, I gave him my email and he sent me the slides. Um, and it was a pretty cool talk and that's the way, and that's the way I knew it was a, a uh, relationship that was going to continue for a long time because the word expectations and empathy and communication were all used in the same tweet.
1: Yeah, I think it was something around, um, it was empathy, encouragement, and empowerment, something along those lines, but communication goes hand in hand with all those things. It's so
0: funny, as I was tweeting this morning, and you and I were discussing before we got on, because this whole thing about, are they patients, are they healthcare consumers, are they customers, are they clients, are they none of the above, and it's funny, because I posted something again this morning about the power of words, and that—that's exactly what your talk was uh, referring to, also. And I just think we always, everything we do, everything we post, all this pain science stuff, the power of words is is so important. So, yeah. So I love that's the way we met. Hey uh, Curtis, do me a favor. After I had met you, I looked up your uh, clinic that you worked in up in Canada. I wanted you to share a little bit about that because I really like the model, and I think it's. Think it's something more people need to be aware of, and here is happening because I think some people are scared of your model, to be honest. Uh, providers, not patients, or not customers, but providers.
1: Yeah, well, I work out of uh, a clinic called Tall Tree Integrated Health in Victoria, BC, here in Canada, and it is a it's integrated, meaning that there is there's a large number of healthcare providers that operate out of the clinic. There is uh, physios kinesiologists, massage therapists, we have a chiropractor on staff, we have a naturopath on staff, acupuncturists, and we're all really passionate about helping people improve and improving uh, the quality of care we give by being together as a team and excelling ourselves by surrounding ourselves with passionate and caring people.
0: Caught me off guard there. So tell me. Um, I thought you were going to go a little longer. <laughs> well, I no, try to t- right. keep it. I, I guess you head answered head. my. You're unlike me. I answer the question that's asked and then go into about four other questions.
1: <laughs> well, so, I can I can expand. I yeah I
0: do. Tell me here. Do do this then next I was hoping you go into. Tell me a little bit about the um, patient experience
1: then, and what you guys, you know, what's your mission and what you're selling, for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know that a lot of us have a hard time with the the phrase selling, but I like that you bring it up. I actually, before I was a physio and before I knew what I wanted to do in my life, I I worked a lot at customer service and sales and um, in retail, those sorts of things. And really I've gained an appreciation for how important how we treat our customers on the front end is. So what we're trying to do with with tall tree is is show people that we care but that it's a fun environment to be in the the building itself was designed with a a healing mentality so from from the ground up the um the gentleman who designed and and innovated the clinic his name is bradley jaw who is also a member of amp which we'll talk about down the road um wanted it to be a evidence-based clinic. And that started actually with the design of the building. And then he started to hand pick um, practitioners, physios, everybody I mentioned before that were really focused on evidence-based and client interaction. And if I'm, I'm going from memory here, but I'm pretty sure that our, our three pillars are caring, fun, and excellence. Those are the three pillars of the clinic. And we all try to exude that every single day. And that goes from our admin staff right on through to all of our practitioners. Yeah,
0: that's ah, awesome. You know, uh, anybody who listens to this show, and I think you know Curtis, I just I got real excited listening to all that, because um, that's that's what I think we need to create. And then what's the website? Because I want I want to send people to the website, and after you give them the uh, URL, I'll tell you why.
1: Yeah, the, the clinic website is talltreehealth.ca, which is, uh, Brad's done an amazing job at keeping that up. Um, he's He's really expanded how interactive it is, and, and the resources that we have there for people. Well, what I want
0: everybody to do is just go to that website and then don't touch anything just right when it opens. Th- think about the fact of what your website looks like. Think about any other healthcare website you've gone to. And when that site opens up, just look at that and think about what that's telling uh, the customers who are looking for physio and are looking for the services that they offer and maybe don't know what tall tree health is, and they open up, they click on that website, and just think about that first impression that the customers have. That's what I want people to look at, Curtis, because yeah. that's, with the second I hit it, I was like, hmm. My first impression was, hmm, this is different, and different in my world isn't bad. If my mom says something's different, it's bad. <laughs> when I say, hmm, it's different, I mean, hey, this is cool, I want, it, uh, I want to explore further. And Like you said, then having something you can explore is, is awesome
1: yeah yeah absolutely and i mean i think I think we're all appreciating that your your um, website and just what you 're doing in general with your customers has to provide them with um, resources up front education information that 's how you make a connection is you you 're not necessarily looking to i think Paul Goff was the gentleman who introduced me to this idea of you know, you give people information and, and when you show them that you care for them before they ever are uh, a patient or a customer or however you want to phrase that. And, and that builds the, the relationship from the ground up. Yeah. And,
0: and I think most people know that. And yet it's something that needs to be repeated and heard over and over because we forget about it, especially in healthcare. We want to tell people about us. We want to tell them about all our certifications. We want to tell them about that D in front of the PT in America. We want to tell them, we want to tell them how proud we are so much that we put a DPT PT behind the name, which is the most fucking stupid thing we've ever done.
1: But uh, we can save that for another discussion, too. So, Well, that's, that's also that's an evolution that's uh, slowly happening in Canada. We're, we're still all graduating as, as MPTs. Jesus Christ. How do people even get better up there? I know. It's ridiculous, really. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I got I to warn people. I got to warn the people down here. Yeah. So I well, knew
1: I knew you guys weren't to be trusted up there. I knew well, we're, we are like you told me already. We're incredibly different. Right. So <laughs> yeah. There you go. There, and I think that's the perfect segue, Curtis.
0: And um big reason, again, for the people listening to the show of why I wanted to bring Curtis on. I mean, you guys have already heard a lot of our similarities and 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 it's actually over international borders. So, um, you know, we, we have a hard enough time believing that people are the same. The, the people we treat in America, that they're driven by the same things. And then we look north and we go, wow, and, and, and I've, I've done this. I know this. You know, wow, it's so different up there. Well, healthcare, and, healthcare in Canada is different. It's different, right? And everybody will lead off with that. When um, I've not had the privilege of meeting Curtis face-to-face yet, Yeah, when I met Daryl Yardley and uh, Rick Lau recently at PPS, and I took them around and introduced them to a lot, a lot of people. If, as God is my witness, if I had a buck for every time someone went, oh, Canada, yeah, it's different up there, talking about physio. If I had a buck, I'd be a rich man right now. And Daryl and I, this didn't come to fruition until after about the first day, and I sat down with Daryl, and I said, Daryl, have you noticed everybody's response? And he said, yeah. And yet Daryl and I were drawn together, here's the irony, and what I want you to address next, Curtis, here was the irony. Daryl and I were drawn together by the fact that we both understood that our customers, our patients, our people are all driven by the same thing. And when people were saying, oh, it's different, all they talked about was like the way it's delivered or the way it's paid for. Zero regard for that person I call the end user. So, Talk 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 a little bit about that, uh, Curtis.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I'm on the other side of the fence up here. So, I, I mean, when I hear that, I would have to imagine that people kind of think about socialized medicine, right? That that's probably one of the yeah, yeah especially that. down here because we all see that single single payer. Is it called single payer, Curtis? Yeah, I suppose. You know what? I I I just think of it as socialized medicine. Okay, it's it's, it's we'll a little bit it different. That. With physio, but I mean, I I think the point you're trying to make is that we have so many similarities because we know that it's, it's about the person in front of us. It's not about the system that allows us to see that person. Everybody write that down, roll that back,
0: Stop it right here, roll that back and put that on repeat. I want you to put that in your earphones and you sleep with that on rolling in your ears for eight hours.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, there, there are going to be some differences. I think, you know, the way we pronounce things are a little bit different depending on. Well, yeah.
0: And we can talk about and, that. And the
1: money, the money, the money's is a little bit different and things like that, but people are still the same, whether you're on, on the Southern side of the border or the Northern side of the border, people have the same concerns and they, they want to be able to do the, the same sorts of things. They want to engage in the activities that they love to engage in. They, want to engage in, with their family and friends, and they want to have a healthcare practitioner that hears those things and helps them achieve those things.
0: Yeah, that's uh, – you nailed
1: it. It's um,
0: – it, it was so interesting, and I, I like to say I stumble into so many of the things I learned, and it, it was actually standing next to, you know, being with someone who's from Canada, doing the same profession as me, and then introducing them to people for one – to three days, and finally going. Wait a minute, what's going on? Right, and yet, and like I said, Daryl and I were pulled together by what you just said, Curtis. The fact that we knew, hey, everybody needs needs wants the same thing. Let Let's not define. Let's not define the end user and our customer, our patient. I'm going to call it end user from here on out. Let, let's not define the end user by the system. Let's look at them as humans, and we we have a hard time with that in healthcare. I was just reading to you that pain science quote from Ben McCormick, uh, ben McCormick I think, core kinetic. Let me see. Yeah. that.
1: He puts out some good stuff for sure.
0: He does. He, he scrambles my brain. I try to stay out of conversations with him as much as possible. Cause I know if I say something, he's going to ask me a question where I have to look up five of the words. he. Used. <laughs> and I'm not saying that begrudgingly or degradingly. It's just, I know I'm going to have to work a little harder to have a discussion with them, which isn't such a bad thing. No, not at all. So let me read this real quick because I've read this to you and you can, uh, we can go into this next Curtis is Ben posted this morning. His four current takeaways from pain science and pain science, he puts in quotes. Mm -hmm. So as it pertains to physios, number one, human beings are exceptionally fucking complicated and everybody needs to play that in their earbuds for eight hours a day. Number two, we need to understand more about the individual and their expectations. Sounds like something Curtis and I believe in. Previous experiences and perceptions of themselves, me, and the rehab program. That right there should probably be over most of the uh, entrances to most physio schools. Number three, number three uh, takeaway, learning what not to say. Then number four, that explaining pain and its neurophysiology is is secondary to point number two, and that was we need to understand the individual more and all about what they want and need and what they expect. So it was a pretty brilliant tweet to see this morning as we, I was getting ready to get on this call.
1: Um, yeah, What do you think about all that, Curtis? Yeah, well, I was like I was telling you before, I mean, pain science is a passion of mine. I think that comes from the fact that coming straight out of school, I went into a pain management program and had my you know, I my brain was stretched uh from what I had learned in school to a whole new realm and and that that education can be just as powerful of an intervention as manual therapy or exercise. I think that's that's a huge takeaway for me from what I've understood in pain science. But I will say that I've I've gone down some of those, you know, wrong rabbit holes, you know, with Ben mentioning what not to say. Um I think that what we were talking about before we came on the air was if we still focus on what we are providing to them, the intervention or the education or the pain science, right, that this is this is my standard delivery that I give when someone comes in and they're concerned, right? about their, their injury and don't individualize it to them and don't make it about them and their goals, then we're still taking that paternalistic view. Somebody was mentioning that on one of the social media channels, and I'm sorry, I can't pull that off the top of my head who that was, but I think that was a huge point to make that it's not always the intervention, it's about how we connect with people. And pain science is powerful, but you still have to make a connection with that person to have it translate to better outcomes. So, Curtis, are they teaching your, your
0: last line right there about connecting with people? Are they teaching that? Would you say, and we can be as subjective as we want because it's my show. Um, are they teaching that in physio school in Canada?
1: Uh, you know what? They are, I think they, they make a point of that. And um, how much they actually put to that is another question altogether. You know, I mean, they they make sure that we're aware that we need to make those connections. Yeah. But, you know, one of the the probable advantages, and again, this is where our differences come in uh, with the DPT is it's a three-year program. Right. And ours is a two-year program for the MPT. And so they are busy throwing... All of our requirements for every single realm of physio that we that we can be exposed to cardio respiratory yeah. neurological so you know it's I think it comes down to the student to actually start to appreciate and I'm hoping that social media and, and what you're putting out and what we're putting out through AMP will help mm-hmm. students start to appreciate that while they're in school and they can start to practice that right off the bat because I, I will admit that when I was in school I still had that real heavy competitive school orientation where I needed to get my best grades, and the way I did that is I memorized what they told me and then regurgitated it. It wasn't until after I got out of school that I started to realize that there's not a right answer; that you it always depends, and you have to work with the person in front of you. Yeah, oh, I, I appreciate
0: all that uh, all that thought and feedback. Yeah, I it's interesting cuz i too um, was a literally a 24 month start to finish program and i look at some of the programs over here now and i know some of the students have choices in their third years and it'd be nice to maybe add a at a choice where you could go more into the what do we call it, the patient experience we call it anything patient interviewing probably patient interviewing would be a would be a Thing for them to learn
1: yeah you know and we did have patients come in and give their experiences i think that always captivated the the entire class and i know you've done that with some of the the talks yeah that you've given that you've brought patients in to give their experience because you know we can stand behind all sorts of theory but until you're actually dealing with someone right in front of you you don't you don't really get to practice that and empathy. I think one. I, I went through the evidence, emotion, uh, transitional doctorate after I graduated. After a couple of years after, and uh, and that was one of the big things that they were heavy on was that empathy. Yeah. We learned that it's that it's a, a skill and that you can practice it and you can get better at it. It's not something that you say. Well, I wasn't given that skill, so I don't worry about it. Yeah, I like uh, Larry's and uh, EIM's approach to that. They
0: were definitely the first large group that I saw drawing attention to. Um, Customer cares, empathy, uh, the ability to learn, and more about that. Not only that person across from us. I don't want to get into this right now. Well, no, I think it could be a good segue into what you're doing with Amp and what Moore Moore's doing with Ice Physio is it's not only about that person across from you, it's about you. And what I like about EIM is they were some of the first people that I saw draw it back to the, and, and not biases or beliefs, it's just about the physical therapist and who they are and how you process information and how um, how you better understand yourself to better understand your patient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Self-reflection and being uh, a reflective practitioner so that you can understand where you can get better and what biases you bring into an interaction, which you can't avoid. Everybody has biases, so you just need to be aware of yours and know how you can um, maybe put them aside or, or better, work with them. Yeah, I,
0: great point. And I, everybody, young PTS, old PTS, they all, uh, you all need to hear what Curtis just said. Either put them aside and/or work with them. We, we are—I'm 50 years old, and when I grew up in this country, I won't speak for Canada, but growing up here, it was you know, learn your weaknesses so you can improve on them. And then it took me till about two or three years ago to go, no, that's not why you learn your weaknesses, right? And back to Curtis's point, it's so you can understand them. You can understand how they play a role in your life. You can understand if you need to do anything with them. Yet that self-reflection is the most important part. It's not changing. I've never told shit tell someone to change. You need to change with the times. You need to adapt to what's around you. And that's just understanding your strengths and weaknesses, too.
1: Yeah. And and we all know that change is hard and that it's not something that comes easy, whether that's, you know, habits that you have around your house or in the clinic that that change is hard. And that's something you have to work at. And if you're unaware of the things you need to change, how are you going to be expected to change them?
0: yeah great point point. and so now let's i want to go back to something you said earlier with the schooling because i've been having this discussion a lot and i i there we go i've changed my viewpoint recently nice, um, nice work on yeah i was um it was actually pretty cool but it's because there's so many people around me and all the input um is this thing about the school and i think you presented it very well curtis because you said you'd like to see the school do it But you made the point that it comes back to that person, and I agree with you 130%. The student has to take an interest in it. And so I've come to the point of instead of schools got this huge responsibility in America to get you ready to take a test and to be licensed. And that is their primary responsibility. And to beg on the school, and this is me personally, I'm not saying you, Curtis, to beg on the school and say, you need to start teaching all these different things when they are mandated to teach certain other things is really an uphill battle and probably a battle that's to be fought over long-term. And it's really a war and not a battle.
1: So, yeah, you know, I I would say, well, I agree with that. And I don't mean to ruin your segue, Jerry. I, I think that well that's absolutely true i think that that the school can still sprinkle that in yeah in oh yeah well deliberately well, through throughout the educational process right and you said and you said
0: to your point you said they they do get part of that which i think yep. is great and which then goes to it's up to the student to understand the value of it right because yep. remember value Price is what you pay, value is what you get. So if the students will value it and they're told it's valuable, then they will pursue it further. So my 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 idea and thought at this point is we need to, and this isn't why I brought Curtis on people. You need to understand this, it's just the way this is the way the discussion went. We need to give people access to quality postgraduate education.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and Curtis is aware of ice physio and that's how we met. And we can talk about that a little later. And I believe that something like ice and then Curtis is involved in AMP, which I'm going to let him talk about in just a second, something like ice physio and AMP that then the students have to know that they're going to have to work to, okay, so I see value in this. Where do I get it? Okay. I can go to somewhere like ice. I can go to somewhere like AMP. And I think it's actually back on to us, Curtis as the people who have the information to, to then set up ways for these newer PTs or older PTs who want to learn about this stuff. And like you guys have done. So with that said, why don't you talk a little bit about AMP and what the mission is? Cause I saw it was right on the first page of your website. Talk about the mission of AMP and then talk about the role it plays with, with helping in what I call this postgraduate education without having to go get another fricking degree.
1: Yeah, well, um, AMP was—I guess it was the brainchild of of four like-minded physios, three of which work out of Tall Tree, uh, myself, Steve Young, and Bradley Jaw, uh, as well as a friend of ours who went through the same. Well, all four of us went through the same uh, DPT program through Evidence in Motion. Uh, his name is Sean in in Vancouver, and we all were very passionate about our professions and, and wanted to see it move forward. We, we think that, you know, I think across North America, it's PT is ripe for, for change. And I think it's, it's gaining momentum. And I think probably the biggest thing is, is our, that we've rallied around is a little bit of a dissatisfaction with the biomedical model of treatment as well as an appreciation of soft skills are really undervalued in physiotherapy. All of our courses are technique driven and then you have to sprinkle in some of the soft skills, which is really what's so exciting about what, what you Jerry and and Jeff Moore are doing is, is really integrating those two in your courses. And we're as part of AMP, we're really excited to have you guys coming to Victoria uh, this December, the first weekend in this December. 2017 Uh, but basically the the mission of AMP is to accelerate you know I think our tagline is is 10,000 hours in the fraction of time we're trying to accelerate clinical expertise uh, by exposing young and old physios to high quality postgraduate education as well as providing digestible resources resources that bring um, evidence to you in a, in a way that can hopefully get you excited about physio, and yet, at the same time, know where a, a good positive direction is for physiotherapy. Maybe pushing away from that biomedical model a little bit more, focusing on soft skills, not undervaluing our hands-on skills, because that, I would say, is part of that human connection. Uh, but knowing what, is, what the evidence shows so that you can be most effective Uh, I think what we talk about is we talk about that 10,000 foot view. If you can figure out what manual therapy can do for you quickly, then you can spend more time with your initial evaluation connecting with that person, uh, which will help buy-in, which will help adherence, which will help outcomes. So our our big belief is evidence-based practice, connecting with our patients and helping practitioners connect with their patients so that we can see better outcomes for everybody across the board. And, and just as a small aside, my personal view on why, why improving outcomes is such a big deal in Canada, and I'd say in the States, is that our, in Canada, our, our social medicine has such a burden in terms of uh, the amount of cost that it endures based on how many people are on wait lists we have in in Canada and in Victoria in particular, you know, six to 12 month wait lists for hip replacements and knee replacements. And not everybody needs to necessarily be on that wait list. And if we can play a role in keeping people active longer, that decreases the, the burden on our healthcare, whether it be socialized medicine or single payer or, you know, pay for service fee for service and paying straight out of your pocket.
0: Yeah. So there we go. There's another huge similarity. Curtis is, yeah. Speaking the, speaking the uh, gospel of uh, Mike Eisenhart. there of, you know, it's not that, and that, that was awesome. uh, Example there because that, that could be served in either country and you're exactly right. Regardless of the payer and my God. And when you look at all the components that change by, taking one 10, 100, 200 people off that wait list, um, so many that the trickle down effect into the community, into into larger society is, is just ginormous. And I yeah. don't think we all fully comprehend that.
1: And and on top of that, you know, if we if we consider exercise as medicine, then our scope expands to what we can possibly do. If we can keep people active longer and promote positive messages for activity, then you start to dive into cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and, and hopefully helping improve people's quality of life and decrease their reliance on our healthcare system. Basically building someone's own capacity and resilience to care for themselves is really what I think physio is about is, is building someone's self-efficacy for caring for themselves.
0: So another huge similarity, um, that the listeners are hearing there, it just, you know, to say, Oh, you're different is just, you got to get out of that mindset because that is exactly what, what, how physio needs to approach everything um, in, in the United States. And to hear you say that about Canada, that's, it's cool in the sense of going, man, it, it is about that end user. And the focus is on that person who needs the hip replacement, or do they? And then there's another one, and another one, and then the exercise. Man, you're right. Exercise is medicine. Makes us. Lord have mercy. You know, when you listen to Mike Eisenhart, when you listen to what Curtis just said, exercise is medicine. Actually, makes us one of the, you know, one of the most uh, value-driven providers there is in all of healthcare, and that's that's pretty huge. Let me um, let me go back to what you said about AMP and what you guys created there, Curtis. Because um, what you described is what maybe some of my listeners have heard—the word PT version 2.0 here in the states—and that's exactly what Curtis has created. He's creating the physios as does Ice, you know, down here, and Jeff Moore, and as does Mike Eisenhart, who has a program through Ice Physio, um, creating this this new provider. This new mindset provider, I guess I'd call it, because it's same skills. Sorry, it's same techniques. It's just a, it's just a broader way of thinking. It's incorporating more of the person. You know, Justin Dunaway teaches with ICE also, and he's uh, does pain stuff. And uh, it's just brilliant to listen to him speak because the bulk of it is that interaction with the patient. The words we use, just like that list I read. So it's great to hear you guys have created that. How long has that been going on, Curtis? The AMP
1: group. Yeah, we've been active for probably the past, well, I'd say probably the past 10 months coming up to a year now. It's definitely was in the work and, and and we've been really fortunate to have some great speakers already and 2017 is going to be a busy year for us. Um, oh, dude,
0: 2017. I mean, I know of just one course that's probably going to knock it,
1: you know, over the top. Yeah, well, you got to finish with the, with yeah, you yeah we do. Clean up hitter, right, we literally get to be the cleanup hitters. So, as
0: Curtis mentioned, Jeff Moore and I will be teaching our. Is it the low back pain or the cervical? Sorry. Yeah, we went with the cervical thoracic. Is, is. so it's going to be the cervical uh, manipulation course with the patient experience. We're teaching it in Victoria the first weekend of December, um, up there through AMP. So, um, I'm looking forward for multiple reasons. One, because that's my passion. Um, to talk about that and incorporate more of that person like we've been talking about. And two, I can't wait. I've never been to Canada. I cannot wait to see that area.
1: Well, I, you know, I tell you that, um, that I consider Victoria, the California of Canada. Cool. You gotta, you gotta realize you're still in the Pacific Northwest though. So December is going to be a little bit chillier than you're used to. That's it might right. be nice. It might be nice for, Jeff to come out from Colorado, but uh, for you coming up from California, you still have to bring some warm clothes.
0: Yeah, that's all right because I experienced that in Portland this weekend. <laughs> I watch it. I watched the sunshine. I watched the rain fall sideways. I watched it hell. I mean, the only thing we missed was the snow up in Portland this weekend. So
1: our last weekend, so it's pretty interesting. That's yeah, and you guys had had done not too long ago with Paul Goff in in Vegas. You and Jeff did a, a course there, and I hear I've heard nothing but great things about that as well. So I'm really excited. I mean, one of the great things about having a, or being part of AMP um, Accelerated Motion Physiotherapy is that we get to pick the people that we want to hear from. And yeah you know, the model that you and Jeff have is amazing. And, and to throw Paul in on top of that in Vegas, I think that would have been for the people who could have attended that. I think that's been amazing. It really, um, I mean, we
0: had wanted to do that because we had never really done the lead generation part. How do you get the minds of the people who can best benefit from what you're doing? How can you get it earlier? How can you join these people Cause they're not patients at this point. So here's the problem with using that fucking term all the time. So when someone's not a patient, what the fuck are they? Well, they're a patient. And I posted this morning, it gives us the ultimate out. Well, they're not my patient. I don't have to worry about them. So, So I digress just a bit, but, um, This, this is about joining them on their journey earlier before they need us. And so they understand where the experts are. And I am going to throw this in there. That's what get PT first is about. It's about putting people in contact with the expert who can then tell you, yes, you need to do something or no, you don't. And that's, there's a big misunderstanding on social media about what get PT first is. And it seems to be more cultural than anything. And it's just about getting people to the right place at the right time. And What I think you've created in AMP and what I think we've created, well, Jeff's created, Jeff brought me along, at Ice Physio is this true PT version two. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say we're on the front end of this. And people need to understand that this is, we started the the podcast like this. This is where it's going. The connection with that person across from you is the solution to population health. It still has to occur at one at a time before it can be bigger than that. So everybody needs to understand it's about that person across from you. It's about the connection. It's about understanding their expectations. It's about listening to them. It's about understanding their. it's not just Joni with low back pain. Joni, who's the single mother, who's got two kids, who bust her ass at work every day, is sitting across from you at 7.30 in the morning, and you better give her a huge amount of value because if she misses five minutes of work, she's in deep shit.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to jump in there too, and, no. and say that one of the, one of the single biggest things that has changed my practice. And, and I mean, from both a, a well, client service perspective, um, my outcomes as well as my business aspect is taking the time to ask the question, during your history what are your expectations for today right what do you want to get out of today and let's start with that and then ask them about what are your goals what what do you want to be able to achieve or get back to and then at the end of that very first initial visit stopping and taking the time and asking them hey how was that for you today did we start making a progress towards your goal and was that working towards the expectations you had
0: So there you go.
1: Again, listeners, I will, I will go
0: out on a limb here and guarantee I will guarantee your outcomes will improve. If that's the only thing you do differently come Monday. If you just change that, you don't change one damn technique. You don't go to another course and learn a new technique. You just did exactly what Curtis said. Your outcomes will go up. I will, I'll, I'll guarantee it beyond a beyond doubt. It's research proven. Louis Pointedera, the Bishop Belaski studies, it's research proven. So if you want to be an evidence-based medicine practitioner, then you have to do what Curtis just said. Because if, if you believe you're delivering evidence-based medicine and you're not doing what Curtis just said, then you're not an evidence-based practitioner. That, that's what I hate about the discussions that try to break out the expectations and giving patients what they want. Based on evidence-based medicine, it's just, it's total bullshit. And it's, it's almost, um, degrading and one downing our patient and saying, you're not a emotional being. You're not someone who functions like the rest of the, every other industry and every other person on the face of the earth.
1: Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, valuing that person as a whole person is part of um you know if you want to take it to a popularized term regional interdependence it's it's the brain it's their expectation again curtis yeah regional interdependence you know the the idea that um in manual therapy we talk about that in terms of and that's what the whole sfma concept is built around is that impairments distal to the uh, area of of complaint are important too. And you need to address those. That, that includes the brain, the expectations and the emotions of the person. Love it. Love it.
0: I think we're going to end it there, Curtis, because I think you and I could keep going around and around on this. And I think we could. And I think the fact that you just said it comes down to the brain and expectations is where I want to end that because that's how this started. So, um, appreciate your time, Curtis, and I hope everybody, um, it's that regardless of where you are, it's about that end user. It's about connecting to that um, to the whole person. Is going to make you the better physio. And that, and if you if you want to see how to integrate it all, looking for that PT version too. Go to the AMP. is it AMP Physio? What, what's the
1: website? Yeah, the website is uh, I believe, and let me double check this. But it's under Excel if you Google Accelerated Motion Physical Therapy. But it is AMP Physio, so A M P P H Y sio.com, ocom Yep. Uh, and that is, is where you can find all our resources, the, the courses that we have coming up, uh, where we're going to be speaking. We're going this, this next weekend. We're, uh, three, three of the four of us are doing talks at uh, a provincial physio forum where, where all of our colleagues get together, and we're hoping to discuss some of these same ideas. So we're really excited about that opportunity and having you and Jeff come up in December and we're, we're excited to learn from you guys.
0: I think it's a perfect fit. I'm so excited um, for multiple reasons. Um, I think you guys understand it. We're doing this for the right reasons. Jeff and I, I'm not going to lie, we're getting a little frustrated because we felt like, and again, I'm not going to lie, we feel like we're a little too far ahead of the curve and people don't, I don't, I don't think we sold it properly either. So people just still don't understand the value, but I think everything you shared, and by the way, go to amp And the first thing you do is click on the philosophy page, people, how many fricking, how many, um, physio education pages. Can you see a whole page called philosophy that takes you through the, why we exist, the mission, the vision, the, what we do, where, and how we started. I mean, if you know, there's no better way to say if this is about me or not. So make sure you go to that philosophy page, so.
1: Yeah, well, Jerry, I appreciate your time and I appreciate the opportunity to connect with uh, your listeners and you and, and I'm, I've am i appreciated and enjoyed our building our relationship in this process and I look forward to everything that's coming down the line.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, currently, you guys don't come uh, south of the border, do you with AMP?
1: yeah you know what not at this point in time we're we're starting locally um and we're our resources are mainly in victoria and and vancouver and so most of our courses are happening out of those areas okay we're always open to ideas and and expanding our reach so we'll we'll work on that awesome thank you curtis yeah my pleasure jerry have a great day bye
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes and write us a review. We'd love to uh, see your thoughts and opinions on this. And uh, if you really like what you heard, then why don't you subscribe so you make sure and get the uh, latest notifications every time we post a new episode. If you want to stay in touch with Jerry, make sure and head on over to jerrydurhampt.com and click on the Stay in Contact button. And I tend to hang out on Instagram at Jerry Durham PT and Facebook at Jerry Durham PT. Thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.